This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, a scary story out of Barrie, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Imagine this. You, uh, you, you start dating a new guy. He's a nice guy. And you're at his house. And he leaves. We don't know if we he's, don't know a if nice he's a nice guy. guy. Whatever. It's going. It, but you're dating a guy in this in this hypothetical, in this hypothetical scenario. You're dating a you new guy. You think he's a nice yeah. guy, and you're at his house alone after dating for a while. And all of a sudden, the door gets kicked in, and you look over, and it's a cop, Uh-oh. a female cop. And you're Uh-oh. like, "Oh no, what did my boyfriend do wrong?" And the cop's not looking for the boyfriend; she's looking for you, and starts beating you up. That's what happened in Barry. There was an on-duty. An on-duty police officer who went to her ex-boyfriend's house. Allegedly. Allegedly. Kicked in the door and uh, terrorized, according to this article, the uh, the new girlfriend that was there at this Barry home. Battered the new gal pal. Had her hand on the weapon the whole time while she was in full uniform and was there for about 15 minutes harassing and beating this, this new girlfriend. Allegedly. This happened in 2022. It's in court now, and the details are coming out. But it's it's one thing if you're a cop off duty, you know, sw- it's still despicable, still terrible. But it seems crazy to be on the clock, risking everything, risking it all. You know, thinking that there's a way you would get away with it. According is- to the victim, at one point, she said. If you don't leave, we're going to have to call the police. And the OPP officer allegedly said, I am the police. I am the law. That's terrifying. Because then what what do you do, actually? Right. Yeah, because they are the police. Obviously not a great representation, but man. And that's also why you uh, change your password on your door if you broke up with somebody. Which is, I think, I don't know if she kicked in <laughs> yeah. the door, but I think she may have, like, used she the password. She apparently used a key, keyless entry keypad to yeah. get into the uh, the residence. Now, Always that is something, that. yeah. Change the locks, change the passwords. Yeah. Just in case. Especially if your significant other or your ex has an access, access to a weapon. A hundred percent, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, and an axe to grind. And she is the law. Alleged. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We've talked about how sometimes Halloween decorations can be so over the top that people think they're real. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something hanging from a tree, or we had the story recently, Jim, about the the house that looked like it was on fire. <laughs> Yeah, there was like a right? light show inside that purposely was designed to make it look like behind the curtains there was a house fire. <laughs> and some crazy person decided to call 911. Yeah, the fire department showed up, yeah. realized it was just a decoration, and they actually said, hey, go ahead, keep the decoration up. Now that we know what's going on, we're cool with it. I didn't realize it can also go the other way. Here's a local news report from a station in North Carolina. First tonight, a Rowan County family's upset if their loved one's body was mistaken for a Halloween decoration and left sitting for days. And they now want to be able to know how he died and why it wasn't reported to police sooner. So there was a dead body on a front lawn. Oh, boy. And nobody called the police because they thought it was a Halloween decoration. Oh, that's a tough one. Because if it's wearing a flannel jacket and big gloves... That's like because they usually see that per, like a, a fake body sitting on the porch, and like they the always have a fl- thing, yeah. yeah. They always have a flannel jacket and big gloves on. 
So if you were doing yard work and you just collapsed with a heart attack wearing one of those outfits, I could see it happen. Well, interesting that you mentioned yard work because the story gets more bizarre. Hmm. The family discovered a lawn care worker mowed around Robert Owen's near-naked body thinking it was a prop. A day later, someone else made the gruesome discovery. Don't know how, how you can do that. Mow right beside someone and assume that they're Halloween decoration at a house. No one lives that. Talk about not my job. First off, when you're cutting the lawn, you move the decoration, cut underneath it, and then put it back in its spot. That's a Mowed bad around. That's a bad landscaper right there. Lucky he didn't get the whipper snipper out and, and try got close. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, that's that is. Insane. Are you not buying the story from the the landscaper? You think he? He knew it was a dead body, but he just didn't want to deal with it. He had stuff to do that day. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's like uh, has a warrant out for his arrest or something like that. Doesn't sure. want to deal with the cops. I don't know, but I would say the the laziness of people never shocks me. So I could just see him being so lazy, he just does gives it a wide berth and doesn't even get close. Not my job, but whatever. You got the earbuds in. Yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. But then he's probably like blowing like uh, grass, grass shavings on top of the poor dead body. It's not good. Yeah, man. But again, like I could see. It depends if there's other decorations around right. on the yard already, because then that that even more so. Yeah, you can't if it looks somebody. like it's part of a theme. Yeah. But if it's the only thing on the lawn is a naked dead body. <laughs> Maybe just give it a poke with a sure. stick or something. Yeah. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I wish I could buy MacGruber's <laughs> Mazda Miata. Yes. You're a real child. Will Forte. <laughs> my hero, Will Forte, Saturday Night Live alum, the guy who played MacGruber in the movie, the TV series which came out. And I'm going to tell you, put it on your watch list. If you haven't watched both of those uh, things, then you're missing out on life. I haven't seen the TV show. I've seen the movie a couple times. You got to watch the movie again. Yeah. And then watch the, it's like a 10 part TV series. And it is one of the best TV series I've ever seen in my life. I don't specifically, I, I, I watched the movie 15 years ago, whatever, when it came out. I don't remember the Miata that much. Was it a prominent part of the story? Yes, okay. it's McGruber's car. I know, but I I don't really remember And he has the stereo that he always takes oh, out yeah, of the, yeah. the Mazda Miata. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Will Forte is auctioning off McGruber's Mazda Miata. Uh, it is a stick shift, by the way, so you need to know how to drive stick. And he's doing it for the Pangea Network, an organization dedicated to empowering women and youth in Kenya and the United States. This is the red Miata that was used in both the MacGruber movie and TV series. has about 150,000 miles on it. Uh, it has some love notes that MacGruber wrote to Vicky, played by Kristen Wiig, in the vehicle. And depending on how much the car goes for, you can get bonus stuff. Look at this. <laughs> if it sells for $15,000, the winner will also receive a page from MacGruber's notebook. Remember the notebook with the, the license plate number of the guy that ticked him off that he writes over and over again? You got to watch the movie again, Jim, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think so, yeah. If it goes for $30,000, you get a page of your choosing. At $50,000, Will Forte will deliver the car anywhere in the United States and take the winner out for a meal. Okay, he's got to be dressed like MacGruber the whole time. He's got to be in character. That would be amazing. What year Don't is have the, the celery. Is what year the car is? 
Because uh, no. like, I, I saw a picture, and it looks like it's like a 1980s Miata. Or something like, like that. So 90s. I think it, it's a 90s. It? Okay, well, a 1990 Mazda Miata is on car or an autoblog.com is $20,000 already. So it's not like it's got like an additional cost on it because it's MacGruber's car. So it's, it could be a good deal. If MacGruber's car goes for $100,000 or up, Will Forte will fly the winner and a friend Holy. to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the movie and TV show were filmed. Give them a MacGruber tour of the city. <laughs> yeah, Please at don't least tell me any celeries involved. At <laughs> least have the vest on. <laughs> How much do you have to pay for the celery for the celery scene? Uh, you get the celery <laughs> stick. Two hundred thousand dollars. You get the actual screen used celery <laughs> stick. It's yellow right and now. And if you don't know what we're talking about, again, you got to watch MacGruber. It is. I wasn't a huge fan of the SNL skit, but the movie is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and the follow-up series is as funny as the movie. Bidding, Sounds like you got to sell one of your kids and get this car done. Bidding is only at $12,000 US right now with three days remaining like in the auction. <laughs> and now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Peacock, peacock, peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock, peacock is our sports guy. He's here. Uh, there is a Thursday night football game in New Orleans. Saints are taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there is a possibility that a Canadian quarterback could take the field tonight. I don't want to be a ghoul, uh, but if everything goes right slash wrong, uh, there's a chance that Nathan Rourke could be uh, in the game for the Jaguars. He was... Kid Canada. Kid Canada. He's uh, from BC. He was signed by the Jaguars back in January. Had two very good years uh, with the BC Lions. He was the first outstanding Canadian since 1980, a couple of years ago in the CFL. Uh, he uh, is an absolute uh, huge talent. So he was signed by the Jaguars. He's been on their practice roster since then. Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars starting quarterback, is a little banged up right now. He might play, but if he doesn't, C.J. Beathard is going to get the start, and Nathan Rourke would be the backup in that situation. So, if C.J. Beathard also gets injured... Mm, <laughs> fingers crossed. And here comes Kid Canada, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. You do, should we wish for that? It would, no, no. No, we don't. But, uh, but what if it's a Brock Purdy situation where he gets out there and everyone's like, look at Kid Canada go. He, he passes for 700 yards. What the, about, the, I, I don't want... I, well, okay. Okay, the first quarterback okay. can die then. <laughs> what about... <laughs> Forget about it. Sorry, not 700 yards. It would be kilometers. What would... <laughs> <laughs> He's Kid Canada. The metric yeah, system. true. Maybe C.J. Brether just comes down with a little stomach bug. You know, long term, he's fine, but for... for he gets lost long, on the way to the yeah, stadium. It, it, the, takes, you know, the, the Uber takes him the wrong way, you know? Yeah, so just bad some, tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, just, just <laughs> let Nathan Rourke get in there for a little bit. Well, we're talking about football here, Dev. The... Uh, the flag football team for the United States is shaping up to be 
a dominant one. Yes, flag football is going to be in the 2028 Olympics, and there's a bunch of NFLers saying they want to play for the U.S. Yeah, Tyreek Hill has come out and said he wants to play for the United States. Uh, Micah Parsons from the Cowboys has. I mean, the Dolphins basically already kind of play flag football. They're just so fast, so athletic. So just take like, the Dolphins and put them on the uh, the offense. I mean, put them on the flag football team. Uh, Gronkowski has also said he wants to do it. Like Guys like Tyreek Hill make sense. Parsons is like for a defense. You're just tapping. You're not tackling. Why right? wouldn't Tom Brady yeah. want to come out of retirement and be the quarterback for that flag football team? Low risk compared to what he was doing. Yeah. And he doesn't have one of the things he doesn't have is an Olympic gold medal. I think there's an opportunity for all sorts of guys to be doing Like, what about Usain Bolt come out of uh, retirement for the Jamaicans <laughs> and play some flag football for the Jamaicans? Let's get, let's get weird. If we're going to do flag football, let's get weird with it. Is Usain Bolt a good quarterback? No, but he can run real fast. Oh, we wouldn't have him throwing the ball. No, That's you probably can. smart coach. <laughs> <laughs> Dev, what are you doing in 2028? <laughs> it's football picks do 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 with Amelia do 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 as his daughter do 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 she is four. Devin Peacock do 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 he likes football do 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 head to head with the four year old. Here we go. Week seven, and pressure is mounting for Devin Peacock, (laughs) who currently is beating my four-year-old daughter, Amelia, by one week of correct picks in the NFL. All all it's got to be is one. That's that's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) People remember the champ. They don't remember the score. But are you a little concerned, Dev, because last week Amelia got all five of her picks correct, right? I am. I am uh, quite concerned. Oh, boy. She's, well, not only has she be getting her picks right, she's been nailing some pretty big underdogs. She's getting real, uh, she's getting a little uh, confident, too. Yes. I wouldn't say arrogant. She's turning to Pat McAfee a little over here, getting (laughs) a little too big for her britches, but. I mean, I've been watching her YouTube show, and she needs to really. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be on the Manning cast next week. (laughs) Okay, I think this, uh, is this the right audio here? Hello, is this Amelia? Yes. Hi, Emils. Hi. Pretty big week last week. You picked all your NFL games correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of pressure, though, this week. Do you think you can follow it up with another perfect uh, week? Mm. <laughs> okay, I don't know what you said. Um, let's start with Jacksonville Jaguars or New Orleans Saints. Jacksonville Jaguars is what I heard. All right, let's go Washington Commanders or New York Giants. New York Giants. The Lions, Detroit Lions, or the Baltimore Ravens? Lions. Lions again. Who do you think is going to win between the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles? The Lions again? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No Lions. Dolphins or Eagles? Dolphins. Dolphins. And Monday night, you got the 49ers or the Vikings? 49ers. What do you want to say to Devin Peacock? 
You're nice too, Amelia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I was worried she was going to turn on me again and call me not nice or something. You're nice. She said it aggressively, though. Yeah. You're nice. Is that a sarcasm in her <laughs> yeah, voice? Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> was she, uh, You're nice at losing. <laughs> was she crossing her fingers behind her back? Yeah. Jacksonville or New Orleans tonight for the Thursday Nighter, Dev? Who do you like? I like the Saints in this one. They're home. I think they can pull it out. There's one difference. You got Washington or New York Giants? Uh, the the Giants uh, had a good performance against the Bills last week. Could not pull out the win. I think the Commanders wow. win this one. Ooh. Okay, Lions or Ravens? I picked the Lions to lose last week. I was wrong. I think I'm right this week. Ravens pulling Whoa. out the win. <laughs> this is a, we've got all different picks so far. Miami or Philadelphia? I both think this and want this. I want Philadelphia to beat Miami big time. So. <laughs> This is, uh, I'm going to make two pro-line tickets here. One with your picks, one with Amelia's picks. How could I lose? <laughs> 49ers or Vikings? There is no way the 49ers lose two in a row. Okay, so, they're so gonna, that's the one common yeah. pick you guys have. You're going San Fran. All right. Okay. Do you want to buy both? Should I buy one and then you buy Amelia's? And then we, and then we, or do you want to get angry at Dev? <laughs> I'm going to buy one with Dev's picks. Yeah, yeah. I'm kicking myself for not buying a pro line ticket with my four year old daughter's picks last week. Yeah, I, I would have won hundreds been, of dollars. Amazing. I would have been a hundred air. <laughs> <laughs> would you give some to Emil's? Yeah, I get her like a donut or some ice cream <laughs> or something. She doesn't. That's the only currency she understands. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim is disgusted. I am. What a waste. So, uh, Reddit, somebody posted a picture of a massive mountain of used Rogers Center seats. Yes. Chairs like Blue Jays. Seats, yeah, the ones they they flip up. You know, we all we've all seen it on TV or been to a game. I hope, if not yet, I hope someday you go. But yeah, it's those classic blue seats with like the spring loaded flip up part. Yeah, um, <laughs> I understand what a seat yeah. at a baseball game is. Well, Jim. why did we both take so long to try to describe it? <laughs> well, the thing is, there's thousands. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, there's thousands, thousands of these seats thrown out into a dump in Gornley. Gormley, Ontario, sorry. Uh, it's a metal recycling and scrap recycling spot, uh, which is crazy to me because, I mean, rightfully so, everybody on Reddit and online and Twitter, this is going around, it's viral at this point, are saying, like, why wouldn't you sell these? Even if you didn't want to make money off them, sell them for charity because, uh, you know, there's been so many seats sold off from famous arenas in the past. Yeah. Like, I have a buddy who has, his dad or stepdad has... Two seats from Maple Leaf Garden, side by side, and it's got like a it's plaque awesome, on huh? them. You rip these out, you put a little plaque on it, you put a date on it or something like that, and it's an amazing piece of memorabilia. But they said that these were not salvageable. Is that true? Let's call the scrapyard and get the truth here from somebody working there. Morning, DMS. Good morning. It's Taz and Jim calling from the radio. We're wondering what we need to do to get our hands on some Blue Jays chairs. <laughs> Can't, unfortunately. Uh, what a bummer. Yeah. Are they in rough shape? For these ones are, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. So it's true, because some fans are freaking out, saying, why wouldn't they sell them to the fans? But yeah, I know. they're truly well, not salvageable. The J- yeah, the, the J- I think they held some of them. 
for the season ticket holders of 20 plus. Yeah, yeah. That was, but these ones, uh, I guess for like the time efficiency, all that stuff, they just they ripped it out pretty much 10 in a row. Hmm. So they didn't even bother trying because it's just it'd be such a pain for them. I'm sure. What do you guys do? Like put it in the compactor now, or we? Yeah, we have a shredder. An auto shredder. Oh, thing. that would be satisfying oh, yeah. to watch, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Watch shred up history, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting a lot of calls from Jace fans, though, looking to get one? An insane amount. Oh, man. <laughs> insane amount. Stop calling. <laughs> Thanks for your time, man. Have a good day, and uh, send us a video of that the, the shredder at work. I'd love to see it. Yeah, well, I'll try when we're doing it. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got good news. For the early risers out there, Jim, this is yeah. this is something I do every weekday. Hit snooze. Are you a snooze I'm guy? I'm a snooze guy, generally, yes. Well, we keep hearing over and over that hitting snooze is bad for you. Don't hit snooze. You're going to feel more tired during the day if you do. Uh, it's going to take years off your life, blah, blah, blah. Well, the researchers at Stockholm University in Sweden weren't buying it. They wanted some actual proof that hitting snooze was bad for you, so they decided to do an experiment, a study. Brought more than 30 regular snoozers to a sleep lab for two nights. One morning, they got to hit snooze three times for a total of 30 minutes of snoozing. Okay. The other, they didn't hit snooze and just slept right through. Yes, okay. So okay. they got additional sleep. So they got an extra half hour of sleep without hitting snooze. They found it didn't make a big difference. Even when people hit snooze three times, they still got an extra 24 minutes of sleep, and it was good sleep. Waking up for a few minutes a couple times did not affect them. Didn't change their mood or how tired they felt. Didn't affect uh, cortisol levels, which is the hormone that helps you wake up. They had each person take a test after they woke up. Some actually did better when they were able to snooze. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Like it was only two nights. So, but I wonder if like a lifetime of hitting snooze like eventually catches up. With catches you? up, and it's like a lot of times the person who they both woke up at the same time anyway. But that's not how snoozing works, because I think I think the the stress of hitting snooze also affects your health. Because snooze, you're supposed to wake up, you hit it, you know yeah. you're supposed to be up, and you're delaying getting up. So now everything else you're rushing around trying to do before you get to work. But I know I've accepted the fact I'm a snoozer, so I set my alarm purposely half an hour earlier. You do? Yes. I lie to myself every morning, so I can get. I say this will be the snoozes day. In. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, I lie to myself every time. Uh, the uh, Swedes also polled people to find out why they hit snooze. Talked to one thousand seven hundred people. These are the results. They're too tired to get up. Twenty five percent said that's the reason. It feels good to hit snooze. Seventeen percent. You prefer to wake up more gradually. Seventeen percent. You worry you won't wake up with your alarm, so you set it earlier than necessary, 10%. Hello. Mm. Just laziness, 6%. Hello. 2% to do it out of habit. And 1% said the reason that they snooze is they do it to help them remember their dreams. Remember or go back in them? 
dive back into the yeah, matrix, right? It never works. <laughs> oh man, this is great. Oh no, I'm waking up. <laughs> I was about to lose my virginity. Uh, I do love I do love when uh you like have that moment in a dream where you realize it's a dream. And you know you're going to wake up. It's like getting beamed out of the dream. You know what and I mean? it's slowly fading. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, no, 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 no hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Stay here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think this overall positive results here with yeah. this study. And if you're listening to us on your clock radio right now, you go ahead and hit snooze. We'll be here when you get back. It's Taz and Jim. Devin Peacock's still here. Dev, uh... You gonna pay a dollar for Twitter? Don't really want to, to be honest. <laughs> Even though it's uh, so, X announced, formerly Twitter, uh, announced uh, this week that they're starting this new test: a one dollar annual subscription. So it's one dollar for the entire year. Right. Uh, so it's a nominal fee that they are trying out so that they can get rid of bots on uh, on the uh, on the social media. They're starting it in Philippines and New Zealand. It's interesting, but. S- there is somebody is paying for these bots to be put on there in the first place. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've heard about these troll farms or whatever you want to call them. So a lot of times they are hiring somebody to look. So there is money to be spent by these scammers to have What's bots. What's to stop them from a paying a dollar seem, for the bots? Yeah, it doesn't seem like enough. Especially when you're selling these bots as followers where people pay you for it. So you just, what you do is, is you, you pass the cost. it by a dollar. Yeah, you pass the cost on to the, the, the suckers, the wannabe influencers. It is interesting, but I don't think that's it. I don't think that's the move. No. I mean, uh, Elon Musk just keeps trying all these different things with, with X. It's it just, also seems like a trap because you know when you sign up for something? Like Netflix. Like Netflix, that's for example. That's my concern. And then they got you, and that is coming off your credit card annually, you know, mm-hmm. a dollar. And then you're not paying attention. Next thing they do is they up it to $5. And then before you know it, it's $35. And unless you stay on top of it, you're going to get screwed. Now it's a mortgage payment to be on Twitter. (laughs) Now it's like (laughs) $600,000 every day to be on Twitter. It's inevitable. That would probably get rid of the bots. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Musk is the only one who can afford to be on Twitter. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying, right? When you did, I've had so many, and I I keep saying I need to go through uh, and review all these subscriptions that I have and I'm not using, and I'm getting charged on my credit card. And you, Jim, and I have both seen each other sit here trying to cancel this stuff. You got to phone in for some reason and stay on hold for an hour. Oh, man. They make it as difficult as possible to unsubscribe, as easy as possible to sign up. That's the whole strategy for all these companies. If you want to complain, they just, you know, set you into the, the computer. Should be illegal. To make it so so make it so you don't want to call in to complain, you just say whatever. I'm not gonna cancel. I'm not gonna complain because it's just not worth me sitting around yeah. for three hours. And they like I I was recently just trying to cancel a uh charity donation. I'm making a monthly charity donation. I got roped into this damn thing because I can't say no to people. So it's like 25 bucks a month, automatically off your credit card. I couldn't just pay. Anyway, so I go to cancel it the other day. I'm on the phone. like It's like ringing. It's on hold or whatever for an hour. Eventually this thing pops up and says, okay, if you leave a message, you know, we will return a call at a when, when we have a, a somebody available to speak with you. I'm like, okay. And I've done this three times now where I've left a message. 
And just coincidentally, they always call when I'm doing something else. And I'm like, I'm in a meeting. I can't call. And then I call back, and then I'm back in the system again. And it's like, I think they know when I'm busy, and they <laughs> somehow know I can't call. Yeah, those charity organizations. It's they've like, got spies everywhere. It's like when George Costanza was trying to avoid having his girlfriend break up, break up with him. So he called her at home when he knew she was at the office. Right. Yeah, it just yeah. times it perfectly. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I just missed you. Oh. I guarantee they have like one receptionist who calls from 1 p.m. till 2 p.m. Monday to Wednesday. <laughs> Every other so, Wednesday. Did you cancel? Or you're I'm still, still on the damn thing. Oh, you're still a philanthropist, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. Oh, helping children.